Welcome to your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. I do a radio show for my church, and I have different mixer settings for that than I do for this thing. And I did. I was working on a radio show yesterday, and I forgot to reset things today for my show, and it kind of messed things up a little bit. I apologize for that, but we are live now. We're on the air. We're streaming. Everything's working. So, uh, again, I apologize for the mix-up. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only <clears throat> and is in <coughs> no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to do or how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now, you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And uh, there's all kinds of information there. You can order products there. You can uh, learn about the trinity of health, which is extremely important. Getting off the bad foods, giving your body the 90 essential nutrients essential for get uh, for maintaining and supporting good health. And then lastly, supporting your body's ability to have good circulation so that the money you're spending on those nutrients get to where they need to go. Very key and important thing. So anyway... I encourage you to check the site out. While you're there, scroll to the bottom of the home page, and you'll see a Facebook button. If you click that button, it'll take you right to the Facebook page set up for the show. And I've been posting things up there uh, all week. I haven't gotten a chance to do anything yet today, but there will be some stuff there. So check back later. But um, there's lots of good stuff there now, and uh, some we may get to during the show, others we may not. But I encourage you while you're there to hit the like button so other people can find out about it. Maybe they too can learn to restore their health naturally using science-based, clinically verified medical nutrition. We also have a toll-free number for product information and orders for the longevity products we talk about here on the program, and that number is 855-80-YOUNG, 855-809-6864. Again, 855-809-6864. And Jeff, Sally, and Robert are standing by ready to take your calls. They are um, very experienced in both the product line and the home-based business opportunity. So I encourage you to give them a call if you got any questions about the products, the business, health issue you got going on, anything like that. Give them a call at 855-809-6864. Now, there are other, other products on the site besides the Longevity. If you scroll halfway down the home page, you'll see a little thing for CTFO, our CBD product. And our company, it uh, stands for Changing the Future Outlook. And it's a great company, great products. Very, very, uh, I keep saying, they have the best sleep aid I have ever used. This stuff works like a charm. It's uh, all natural, not habit-forming, and it works. <laughs> you take this stuff and you're going to sleep. That's the beauty of it. So I encourage you to try that out and, uh, on, and all the other products for that matter. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, the link for that uh, site is right there on that page, uh, right in the middle of the home page. There's also a little video right below that that you can watch about five minutes long. It gives a little history of hemp and the differentiation between hemp and marijuana. They are not the same thing. They're two different, they're male and female brother and sister of the cannabis plant. Marijuana. The female's uh, aspect has uh, THC, which is the psychoactive uh, thing that gives you the high, where uh, hemp, the male portion, has CBD and several other cannabinoids, which are not psychoactive, but they are great for your health. And I encourage you to just watch that video, and you'll learn quite a bit. It's very interesting. Also, 
Uh, if you go to the uh, radio shows tab, you will see, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you'll see a chat room. And if you click on that, it brings up the chat room that we have set up for the show. And I am here. I've got mine up and running. So if you have a question, if you don't want to call in or if you're unable to call in, you can type a question into the chat room, and hopefully I will see it and address it before the show's over. So I encourage you to take a look at that. And also, um, just keep in mind that the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the three-letter agencies sitting out there listening in. Also, um, nothing we say on the show should be construed as to attempting to diagnose, treat, or cure any health issue. As a responsible adult, it's your best interest to do your own due diligence and make sure that whatever you do and whatever you try is right for you. Uh, don't take my word for it. Don't take anyone else's word for it. Do your own due diligence. And by all means, if it's a health issue you're dealing with, do not take the word of an MD because given half a chance, they will kill you. Alrighty. Um, also keep in mind that the toll-free number is strictly for longevity products. If you're interested in the CTFO, CBD products, or the um, uh, uh, pulsed electromagnetic therapy device, I encourage you to... Um, call me or contact me directly using the contact me button on the website and that gives you the phone number and or it also brings up a uh, email form right within your browser that you can send me a message. Just keep in mind I don't check emails during the show but I do check them afterwards so anything that comes in will get a response usually within a few hours. Now I did want to say something else just real quick in passing. Uh, the pulsed electromagnetic therapy device that you see on the website which you'll find under the circulation tab of the um, Trinity of Health is a phenomenal device and uh, one of our regular callers uh, Lobo Lady um, got a hold of me a couple weeks ago and said she was interested in getting one of these machines and we finally got one delivered to her um, last I think it was Thursday or Friday it was supposed to get to her on Tuesday but she lives so far out in the boonies that some lazy SOB of a UPS driver did not want to drive all that far at the end of the day to deliver her product. So we had to go round and round and get the company involved and get in a hold of UPS. And finally, um, it was two days where that guy, that person was driving that truck and just kept putting in the their computer system that it was a uh, improper address and they couldn't deliver it which is baloney because she's had all kinds of packages delivered by UPS, the mail service, and everyone else to her address with no problem. But this lazy SOB decided he wasn't going to go, and he used the excuse that the address wasn't right as a way not to do it. Well, it just so happens, I think it was on Friday, the regular driver for that route was back on the truck, and she was easily able to. She actually called or uh, texted, no, I guess she called her, called Loba Lady and says, I'll be there in a couple hours to let her know what was going on. So for some reason, this driver didn't have any trouble at all finding the location, but some other guy just couldn't make it. And it was because he's lazy and really needs to be removed from that job, in my opinion. If they're not going to do the job that they're hired for, they don't have no business being there. And that's all it was, was a lazy turd that didn't want to do his job because it was a little far out. You know, the the center of uh, for UPS, that hub there, is in Odessa, Texas, which is about 100 miles away from um, where Lobo Lady lives. And that turkey just didn't want to drive that far out. And shame on him. You know, somebody pays for delivery of a product, and, they're, and in this case it's a medical device, and she's in a hurry to get it because she was in pain and agony, and when she got the thing, she could hardly walk. And uh, after using it for a few days, she called me on Sunday afternoon and said she couldn't believe how much better she felt. Um, hopefully, uh, she might get a chance to call in one of these days and give us her own testimony. But um, it was amazing, the results she had experienced just after a few sessions with this device. And it just keeps getting better and better. So uh, just want to throw that in there real quick. Um, these things, although they may be, uh, the, you know, they, seem, they appear to be expensive, and there's no question they are, but they are worth every frickin' penny. <laughs> I use mine, and I'll tell you what, there are days that if I didn't have that thing, I don't know what I would do. Um, if I do a lot of strenuous things, you know, I'm, 
I'm in relatively decent shape, but I do sit around most of the time, and that's that's a, a hazard of the type of things that I do. And unfortunately, I just haven't gotten to the point where I've become more physically active. So when I do get, you know, a lot of activity in, it tends to make me sore and that kind of thing. And when I use this device after something like that, the soreness goes away. Um, everything works right again, and I feel great. So um, it's just one. Plus, I sleep like a baby with it, too. So... I can't stress enough how, how well these things are, how good, great these things work. And I encourage you, if you have any questions at all, check out the website. There's all kinds of information. You know, when you click the link on the, there's videos, there's, uh, I have a YouTube page set up with a whole bunch of uh, testimonies, people talking about it. And um, then also there's the company website that has even more information. And if you still need more info, just give me a call and I'll be happy to talk with you. And, uh tell you how things go but it is a wonderful investment um, the company is 20 years old and there are units that were made the first year the company was in business that are still out there doing their job um, they are designed in uh, germany handmade in switzerland and just absolutely phenomenal they last and last and last and they work like a charm and there's nothing else like it on the market even close despite what other companies may try and claim this machine is above, head and shoulders above anything else out there that even claims to be similar because there is nothing similar. This unit has a patented signal that is carried by the pulsed electromagnetic uh, wave, which is what most of the other machines have all by themselves. They just use that pulsed electromagnetic wave. Well, we use it, but we use it to carry our patented signal, which is what really does the job and kicks it up into a whole new level. So um, I encourage you to check it out, and uh, I have yet to find anybody who's ever bought one of these units that has, A, returned it and not loved it. Most people will refuse to ever be without theirs. I mean, I just, I travel with mine. I take it everywhere I go. I don't care how uncomfortable or inconvenient it is. Um, I went to Hawaii for three weeks, and I lugged that puppy with me, uh, which wasn't really that big of a deal. The most of it packs in my suitcase, but the control unit I carry in my backpack because it's a electronic device and it's not something. It'd be no different than packing your, you know, your laptop in your in your checked luggage. You want the uh, gorillas in the uh, luggage handling area of the airport throwing your bag around with your laptop in it. Well, this is the same way. So I carry it with me. Plus, I carry one of the small pads that I can actually use it on the plane or in the terminal while I'm waiting, <clears throat> and um, it's a wonderful thing. But I took it with me to, to Indianapolis just for an overnight thing. I took it, and I put it on my bed, and I used it, and I was so glad I did. And my roommate, who also has one, but his wife browbeat beat him into leaving his home, so he was uh, also happy to use mine while I was in the shower. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, these things are wonderful. So anyway wanted to look at something. I just got an email from Dr. Sherry Tempenny this morning, and um, it's getting nasty out there, folks. Help. Grandma refuses flu shot. Expecting mom, expectant mom says, you can't see grandchild. And this is a dangerous thing where it's one thing where the powers that be, whether it's in the medical community, the government, and all that kind of stuff, um, tries to force people to take flu shots and stuff, but it's another thing entirely different when you have family members who are so brainwashed by the medical propaganda about flu shots and, and vaccines in general that, in this case, the expectant mother is so brain-dead and spoon-fed by the American Murder Association and the CDC and everyone else out there that's pushing these toxic injections you have a grandmother who's smart enough to do her own due diligence and realize that these things are dangerous and refuses to get one, and then mom says, well, you're not going to be able to see your baby. Uh, that's insane. Or when, you know, you have a couple that get divorced and they have children. And, of course, one will be pro-vaccine, the other's anti, and the big, you know, that's the one time where if the, if the male portion, the man is, uh, the father is pro-vaccine and the mother is anti that's the one time where the man will win out in, in divorce court. It's amazing. 
But let's look at this article a little bit more here. A grandmother writing to Slate Magazine's Dear Prudence says uh, she and her husband are going to be kept from seeing their grandchild. The reason? The mother refuses to allow anyone who hasn't been flu vaccinated to see the child. The grandmother, a former nurse practitioner, says she and her husband have not received flu shots in over a decade. She also says she's well informed over the matter. As you might expect, Slate, a liberal extremist publication, takes the stance that the grandmother should not be able to see the child. (laughs) Of course. Read for yourself. Granny doesn't want a flu shot. This is the question. My son and his wife are expecting their firstborn, my first grandchild. We are all beyond excited. Here's the hitch. I and my husband do not get or believe in flu shots and have not had or have not for and have not for over a decade. I am a retired nurse practitioner, so I am well informed on the subject. The the expectant mom mom's mother says no one will be allowed to <laughs> I think the what they mean is the expectant mother says no one will be allowed around the baby unless they have had their flu shot. I am in a quandary. I don't want to lie and say my husband and I have gotten one when we have it, but I don't want to be left out of this little one's life because that side of the family thinks I'm being unreasonable by not caving in to having a shot that I do not want. By the way, both my husband and I have all our regular vaccines, or have had all of our regular vaccines. What should I do? Well, she's not that informed on the issue if she's had her other vaccines. Anyway, here's the answer from the Slate magazine. It's great that you and your husband have had all your regular vaccines, but that has nothing to do with whether you could transmit the flu to your grandchild. That's like hearing, would you uh, like to get lunch, and responding, I had breakfast this morning. Oh, man. It's a good thing to be sure, but not strictly relevant to the question at hand. You don't uh, say why you don't believe in flu shots, but the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends them for everyone over the age of six months. That should be good enough reason to not have them. <laughs> I do not encourage you to lie about your your vaccination status in order to get what you want, especially when that could potentially risk the baby's health. You know, getting the flu shot would be more of a risk. You can't get anything you want if you can't get everything you want if you decide that 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 it that it's a uh, very important not to get vaccinated, then you owe it to the people around you to be upfront with about your vaccination status so they can make their own choices about their health. There were a number of ways to respond if you uh, support flu shots, and all of them could have supported family values. But the liberalism <coughs> excuse me, is all about the degradation of family values and the push for mass vaccinations. So the answers the writer comes up with with, uh, is hardly a surprise. Anyway, that was just uh, some crazy stuff here. Let me see here. There's a uh, there's some uh, reader comments under this. I'm going to look at a few of them. One guy says a serious warning about the toxicity of aluminum adjuvant vaccines, especially for infants and the elderly. Following are two important passages from the article, plus a note from the duty to warn editor uh, prefacing the article. Aluminum has long been identified as a neurotoxic metal affecting memory, cognition, and psychomotor control, altering neurotransmission and sympathetic uh, activity, uh, damaging the blood brain barrier, exerting uh, pro-oxidant effects, activating a uh, mic. microglia, and neuroinflammation, depressing the cerebral glucose metabolism and mitochondrial functions, interfering with, uh, I've got to make this so you can see more, transcriptional activity and promoting beta amyloid uh, and neurofilament aggregation. Aluminum adjuvants are currently used in vaccines against tetanus, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, human papillomavirus, uh, hemophilia uh, influenza B or Hep B, um, pneumococcal and meningococcal uh, injections, and anthrax. Um, and that comes from naturalblaze.com. And then the same guy says, Why is everyone surprised that people are dying after receiving the flu shot, especially the elderly? It works just like it did during the research trials. <laughs> 
And then Mary here says, when, uh, when will vaccination education stop being a religion and start being science? This believing in vaccine, vaccinations just drives me crazy. And what part of being educated, informed, and, sci- and science does Facebook not believe in? They treat us like dummies. Well, maybe, uh, maybe we are when we only insist on or fight against vaccin- vaccinations with the argument of belief. Oh, my. We are destroying a nation with these vaccinations. We need to educate the, and inform everybody. This, uh, we support your incredible efforts in this cause, Dr. Tenpenny, in our clinic and uh, on the, our podcast. Uh, let's see here. Do you remember being a guest on Dr. Jack Stockwell's radio show? <laughs> well, we now have an international podcast, ForbiddenDoctor.com. Hmm, might be one to check out. Uh, where we educate and discuss the most horrible immune deregulating issue of vaccinations and many other forbidden topics, telling you things they don't want you to know. Facebook is just one of them. So anyway, Michelle Collins says, A friend of mine said her daughter-in-law got the flu shot and lost her child. She was in her third trimester. This happened a couple of months ago. Man, that's a sad thing. And this is this is just a... It's just insane. The stuff that goes on and the families that are destroyed because one person is stupid and believes the propaganda without doing any research on their own. And unfortunately, if if the shoe was on the other foot, say the mother did not want vaccinations, but the grandmother had been vaccinated, do you think the mother would keep the baby or keep the grandmother from being able to see the baby? Probably not, because she's got a little bit more education. She may say you're not allowed to see the baby within a month of when you were vaccinated, because at that point you're going to be uh, shedding the virus and could definitely threaten the health of the baby. But after that, she probably wouldn't mind, because she's got a little more information and education on her side. But say then the grandmother decided she was going to go to court and try and force the mother to let her exercise her grandmotherly rights of child visitation, something that really doesn't exist in law but somehow has uh, popped up over the years. And you can bet that the court would take grandmother's side because she's pro-vaccine. She would, they would not listen to the, to the mother, and they would probably force the mother to let the mother grandmother see the baby even immediately following being vaccinated. And she'd probably go even further and try and force the mother to get the baby vaccinated. Or they'd take the baby away and give it to the grandmother. (laughs) There are so many ways this kind of stuff could play out, and it all goes to the pro-vaccination side because that's the side that the the government is pushing because it's part of their agenda. And it's it's insanity. You know, that's why education is so important, and I constantly blame the public fool system because you can bet this mother who was expecting their child, went to the public fool system, was probably vaccinated herself, and probably has swallowed hook, line, and sinker all of the propaganda and lies about how vaccines are safe and effective, which they are not. And there's no proof ever been found otherwise. So anyway, I just wanted to cover that. That comes from Vaxter.com, and that is Dr. Sherry Tempenny's website. And... Uh, just some interesting stuff now let me see if I can find also there was a I'm going to try and get him on I didn't have enough time to do it for today um, let's see if I can find it here do, 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 do. yeah Ellen Phillips vaccine rights witch hunt update 11 11 18 in recent weeks, a client group of about 270, and, and by the way, if you're not familiar with who Alan Phillips is, Alan Phillips is a vaccine rights attorney. His website is vaccinerights.com. He's been a regular guest on uh, my shows for a long time, for as long as I've had the shows for that matter. And um, uh, over on ex-wife number three, uh, he's been on since, you know, he was one of my first guests in 2015 when I started the show over there. And he's been on this show a couple of times once we got, once we figured out how to make the connection work so I could have a guest. But anyway, 
Allen's the only guy I ever go to law school specifically for the purpose of fighting fighting vaccine rights issues or dealing with them. He's a great guy, very knowledgeable, and above board every step of the way. And the he lives in North Carolina, which is vaccine central. That's where all of the companies that make vaccines are pretty much headquartered. And as such, they appear to be putting pressure on the North Carolina Bar Association to go after him, harass him, and ultimately try and get his uh, bar credentials pulled so he can't practice law. And they're on a witch hunt trying to force him to turn over his client records so that they can dig through them just to see if there's any improprieties or any potential uh, problems. And that is totally unlawful. Um, it's it's literally, it's a... Um, it's a legal term called a fishing expedition, where they don't have anything, but they want to dig something up, so they force you to let you have, uh, give them all your records so they can dig through to try and find something. And basically, that's what's been going on. So in recent weeks, a client group of about 270 of uh, Philip's former clients from around the country have sought legal representation as a group to intervene in the North Carolina Bar's lawsuit against Phillips. They do not uh, do not want their private client files being turned over to the North Carolina State Bar. If state officials can dig through client files for no specific reason, then no client's files are safe. And that's true. This could be precedent-setting. Meanwhile, Phillips had to file or fire his attorney. His attorney didn't disagree with Phillips that the real issue um, is misconduct by the misconduct by the North State North Carolina State Bar. Attorneys, he just refused to address it, presumably to protect himself, and that's probably the case. Um, they were going to make this a little bit bigger. Now I can figure out where it went because every time I change the size, everything shifts. Um, <laughs> there we go. So Phillips and the client group are now both looking for representation. So far, North Carolina attorneys are either afraid to challenge the bar or their firm uh, won't let them take the case for the same reason. Protecting themselves is understandable, but that's also what allows the corruption to take place and, and take root and flourish, making it uh, all the harder for others to clean up the mess later. North Carolina Bar keeps waffling. First, they demanded a court hearing right after initiating the lawsuit in May of 2018. Now they want discovery, answers to questions, documents, etc., so they can make up facts and law to use against Phillips like they did before with, the, with Phillips and others. However, Phillips is objecting to discovery due to the blatant conflict of interest. The bar attorneys can't lawfully prosecute a criminal case, Phillips said, when, uh, against Phillips when Phillips and several organizations around the country have filed complaints against the North Carolina bar attorneys concerning matters related to the lawsuit. And those complaints have never been properly addressed. So Phillips will ask the court uh, to order the bar to get outside counsel to address the conflict of interest. A hearing on that request could be later this month or in some t or sometime in December. The court must either order the bar to get outside counsel or ignore the conflict. So far, the bar has illegally suppressed the complaints against its own attorneys. More and uh, more on that soon. Meanwhile, the solution is to put a spotlight on the corruption, and we need your help. We must multiply petition numbers. Millions of Americans are concerned about vaccines, but very few have signed the petition. Please sign the petition yourself, and there's a link. If you go to vaccinerights.com, in the upper right-hand corner, you will see a red uh, box or some red wording. If you click on that, it will take you right to the website that deals with all the stuff on this lawsuit, the petitions, and everything. So anyway, please sign the petition yourself and share the links below to encourage everyone who supports the right to vaccine-informed choice to sign the petition, too. The petitions that, uh, demand that complaints against the bar be investigated, that the bar be prevented from putting itself about, uh, above, I think they mean above the law, by suppressing those complaints. Then stay tuned. There's more to come as this illegal lawsuit plays out. And your help will be needed again. 
If you have any questions, you can write Alan at VaccineRights.com. That's A-L-A-N at VaccineRights.com. And uh, I will put this, let's see here. Um, this is an email, but uh, I will try and get information about this. I'll put it up on my uh, uh, Facebook page so that you can get information about it and learn how to help out and that kind of thing. But uh, it's getting kind of crazy. And every time someone, you know, just like you've had, uh, you've heard in the past about the, um, uh, all the naturopathic and holistic doctors who have been popping up dead and found, find them face down in a creek and, you know, with gunshots to the back of their head and it's ruled a suicide and all these different things. Anybody who is, you know, coming up with either, uh, real treatments for cancer that actually work that don't involve, you know, stabbing, poisoning, and burning. Um, you know, the typical American Murder Association, you know, stuff. Um, they are ending up dead. The guys that are anti-vaccine or at least pro-information and pro-choice on vaccines, they are turning up dead. And and this is just another case where they're going after an attorney who has been helping people assert their own rights to to refuse vaccines. And because of that, he's a threat to the overall agenda of trying to get every person in this country vaccinated and poisoned with this stuff. So he must also be attacked and put down like a dog. And it's it's a sad thing. I really, really, really hope that more and more people will step up. I have contributed to the cause, and uh, I have signed the petition. And they have two petitions: one for uh, law, from one for lawyers, and one for non-lawyers. And uh, it's very clean or plain as which is which. I recommend that you uh, sign the one that you fit in the group for. It's painless. It doesn't cost anything, and. Um, it's well worth the effort because if we don't stand together, as uh, um, Ben Franklin said, we most assuredly, will, if we don't all hang together, we most assuredly will all hang separately. That was the quote. You know, I may have botched it a little bit. Ah, Natural News has one right at the top of the thing. California forced vaccinations, a blatant violation of the Nuremberg Code that outlawed medical experiments on humans. <laughs> And that's one of the things that people don't realize. A vaccination is actually a medical procedure. And all other medical procedures, you are supposed to have informed consent so that you uh, understand fully what's going on and what's being done and what the potential ramifications, side effects, and that kind of thing are. But for some reason, that same practice of requiring informed consent does not come along with vaccines. Basically, there's no informed consent. There's just, uh, this is what's right for you. I'm the doctor. Do what I say or you can't be my patient is generally the way it's handled. And uh, uh, it's crazy. You know, that's all I can say. There's, uh, it shouldn't be that way. And any, you know, every single person who gets a vaccination or any parent who submits a child for vaccination should receive the complete um, vaccine insert so that they can see exactly what uh, the potential ramifications are, what the side effects are, and the whole shoot and match, and what the ingredients are. That's something else that is, I mean, they keep hidden. If you know, the, the fact that the very thing that, one thing that really gets me when people say, you know, I, I, I just got my flu vaccine. So, well, guess what? Did you realize that the flu vaccine has 25,000 times the amount of mercury in it than the EPA allows in drinking water? <laughs> and that there's no safe amount of mercury? <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Just got a, a mega goober. Need to get a swig of my old BTT here and try and clear my throat. Man, I don't know what's doing on here. Ah, that's good. 
Anyway, yeah, there's no safe amount of mercury. And on average, flu vaccines have 25,000 times the amount of mercury in one vaccine dose as there is allowed in drinking water by the EPA. That's nuts. But people will freak out if there's something weird in their water. But they could care less when it comes to the uh, what's in a vaccine. For some reason, they just don't care. And it's, it's because they're, and I, I coined this term, and I've never heard anyone else use it before me, over 30 years ago now. They're brain-dead and spoon-fed. They can't think for themselves because of the public fool system and the deliberate dumbing down of America. And they are constantly given bogus information by the news media, the American Murder Association, and all the other propagandists out there that are pushing this agenda. And it's absolutely insane. Why on earth people are that crazy and stupid and the thing is they look at us the informed people like we have one eye in the middle of our forehead they think we're crazy and it's just insanity to deal with that kind of thing there are none so hopelessly enslaved as those who wrongly believe they are free and professing themselves to be wise they became fools right out of the Bible. And that's what we have right now. These people think just because they have bought or swallowed hook, line, and sinker the propaganda from the the drug companies and the American Murder Association, they think they're educated. And as they think they're wise, they are actually fools. And they are walking down the primrose path to destruction. And they're taking their children that way. And it's such a sad thing because they're, you know, the a large, large percentage of people who are anti-vaccine were once in the pro-vaccine ranks. And they dutifully did what they were told and had their vac- their ch- children vaccinated. And their children got sick as a result of it or died. And that's when they woke up. There's an old saying, some people just aren't going to feel the, aren't going to see the light till they feel the heat. Until your ox gets gored or one of your children actually has a a bad reaction to a vaccine, then all of a sudden, well, maybe I should take a little closer look at this. And what this shows here for is to help people realize that it's better to learn from the mistakes of others than to make the same mistakes yourself. Why on earth would you subject your children (coughs) to... these experimental, dangerous, unproven vaccines just because somebody in authority said so. And if you're foolish enough to do that, I don't want to hear you crying when something bad happens. Okay? So let's look at this article. California forced vaccinations a blatant violation of the Nuremberg Code that outlawed medical experiments on humans. As California's forests are going up in flames, you might wonder whether the bureaucrats of California actually care about children at all. If they did, they wouldn't be forcing dangerous, deadly vaccinations onto the children of the state in total violation of the Nuremberg Code that was created to halt the Nazi practice of using human beings for cruel medical experiments. Roger Landry from TheLibertyBeacon.com explains the real story. See the full details here, and this will be, I think I already put this in the Facebook page. California's forced vaccinations of a violation of Nuremberg Code by Roger Landry. Concerns are mounting among scientists that the recent implementation of SB 277, making vaccinations mandatory law in California for men, women, and children, is a chilling step towards universal compulsory vaccination. You think? Coupled with the fact governments are multinational pharmaceutical companies, Uh, coupled with the fact governments and multinational pharmaceutical companies are being prosecuted and convicted over poorly tested and administered vaccination or vaccines suggest a crisis is coming. Vaccine activists are being, are citing uh, the notorious second, post second world war um, Nuremberg trials in which Nazi doctors were convicted of forced experiments on humans 
Fears are that uh, seemingly once benign governments are now resorting to forcing medications into the bodies of unwilling masses and their children without their consent. A little recent history. Here's a short video discussing ethical questions raised by many concerned parents uh, during the debate leading up to the implementation of SB 277 in California. The focus here is the concerns of these uh, educated parents who were very aware of the possibilities of vaccine damage, wanting to know who gets to decide if the possible gains outweigh the known risks. And uh, let's see here. We've got about 18 minutes, so... Hopefully this this video isn't too long. We're going to go ahead and play it. I think it's four minutes and 22 seconds. Is it ever possible for a child to have a very strong reaction, a very negative reaction, and they don't have that? Are there other symptoms that uh, that, that you can determine uh, a cause and effect, or is there some randomness to this where you have the, 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 there's no reason to believe that this child's going to have a reaction, yet they do? I agree with both those statements, yes, that in some cases there is cause and effect, and in some cases there's a randomness to it, yes. Okay, so in the case of the randomness, and you had a parent, and I'm that parent, and one of my children have a very strong reaction, is the randomness. Is your, is your judgment that my other children should or should not receive, and, and are there additional questions and other filters that you would use? I would do my very best to try to get at the bottom of trying to trying to sort out why the reaction occurred. And, and if I could not figure that out and I, I was really convinced that it was random, then I would talk with that parent and say, listen, that was that first child, it was random, but I do believe that the benefits of vaccination outweigh the theoretical risks with your second child. And uh, when you're facing that parent who has gone through that turmoil and they say, gosh, we don't agree with you. At that point, do you continue on and say, I know better, I, I and I don't care what risk it is to your family? We have some folks who said they had two children who, who went through it. So how many children do you have to punish my family before enough is enough? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I know better. Whoa, 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 and can I interject here? That's why the first question I asked was, what does it mean to be vaccine injured? It's, it's potentially a spectrum of things of having... Uh, a kind of a bad reaction where you might have a, uh, you know, a minor response versus a major. So, to, to, so that, that's the problem with assuming that people uh, today who, who had two vaccine-injured children had two children who had serious, you know, we're making assumptions here that I don't think we can necessarily make. Well, whether it's serious or not, when you have two and the doctor has admitted that it's random and he can't make a cause-effect I'm sorry, it doesn't happen in everybody's family with two uh, children. Uh, I, I suspect it's fairly rare. And I suspect it's probably fairly rare, according to the testimony earlier, that there's a reaction at all. But yet, when that family, and it's a rare occasion, runs into that circumstance and their first child goes through it, it's the medical opinion that that's just not a high enough bar and that we should go ahead and expose a second child. I, I, I think that this is a very dangerous road and we're, that we're gambling on. And I think that that is, uh, this is why I think so many parents are upset that here you are not having to take care of that child for the rest of their life, making decisions for them when we know it's a very slim risk, but a risk all the same. And, uh, you know, I have a, I'm shifting gears because I, th I think that, uh, Doctor, you, you've been very insightful. There's actually showing some uh, wording on the screen here of SB 277. And I'm not sure if it's going to, apparently that's the end of the audio portion. <laughs> it just sort of stopped. That's kind of strange. <coughs> but... Um, yeah, vaccines have not been proven safe and effective, and vaccines are scientifically proven to have side effects ranging from mild to catastrophic. Back to the article here. These may include anything from a mild rash, a compromised immune system, sterility, cognitive dysfunction, a.k.a. brain damage, paralysis, cancer, up to and including death. 
and many more are proven issues not mentioned here. We are constantly being told by the healthcare per, uh, personnel, we trust that the chance of vaccine damage is less than one in a million. That may not sound like much unless you're that one. Then it is a nightmare. Yet statistics prove over and over again that this is totally erroneous and massively uh, understated number. With the actual occurrences of harm caused by vaccines being massively higher and, in fact, very common, especially in this day and age. I mean, look at at the rate of autism. When I was a kid, it was 1 in 10,000. Today it's 1 in 40 or 1 in 50, something like that. Um, It's higher in the uh, black male community for some reason. no idea why it's like one and I think it's one in 59 or something for the overall population but it's like one in 40 if for black males and you know if I was if I was mother and I had a child you know who was you know number one if I was black um, I would be very suspect you know looking at those numbers if I had a son you know, under under the age of two, and they wanted to vaccinate them, I say, hey, no way. <laughs> you know, take your needle and stick it yourself. Anyway, even with the cases reported being well in excess of the laughable quote stated above, we must also consider that the CDC itself states that as few as one to ten percent of vaccine damage incidents are ever reported as such. So then you take the ones, you know, that even don't even know about it. You know, if you have uh, a thousand reported, you can have as many as, you know, 10,000 to a million or 10 to 100,000. You know, it's crazy. Why on earth would you want to take that chance? You like playing Russian roulette with your children? Damage incidents are ever, are, are ever reported. You know, let's see here. Okay, one is. And making the possible of uh, total magnitudes higher than what uh, we are made aware of via the CDC and the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot more out there than we know about. National Vaccine Information Center is stating proposed changes restrict, uh, to restrict vaccine reaction reporting, um, making these incidences of vaccine damage even more difficult to track or tally, and they believe it's intentional. Now let's consider the vaccine court, the VCIP, or VICP, um, in this country has already paid out well over $3 billion in damages. And this is only, go, uh, only a very small percentage of possible claimants who actually get their cases heard and can prove damage to a known biased system of supposed justice. So how rare can vaccine damage actually be? Approximately 30,000 VAERS cases are filed annually. And again, the CDC states that only 10% on the high side of actual cases are ever reported. So, you're talking 300,000 on the, on the high side, possibly as many as 3 million. Yay, do the, yeah, do the math, 300,000, not all, not the... Uh, now, not all of these are life-threatening, but how many are life-wrecking? If even 10 to 20% are life-threatening, wrecking, or stealing, 30,000 to 60,000 a year, it's still a huge number, and magnitudes above one in a million. That would actually equate to less than 320 adverse reactions nationwide if everyone in the country, about 320 million people, is vaccinated. Yeah, one in a million would be 320 adverse reactions per year if everyone in the country was vaccinated. But we have 30,000 and we're nowhere near 100% vaccination rate. So that number is way off off base. But the fact is only about 25% of the public is vaccinated each year. All vaccinations combined, making the actual number about 80 cases of vaccine damage, uh, if the doctors are correct, which is BS. (laughs) Now, take the above numbers and plot probable vaccine damage with 10% reported over just the last decade. Then you're looking 300,000 times 10, 3 million. If we use the 1% reported, now we're looking at 30 million. I wouldn't be surprised if we were pretty close to that. 
Now try to imagine the damage to American society, American society or the entire uh, vaccinated global community over the last century of ever-increasing vaccine proliferation. And you will come to understand that vaccines may very well be responsible for more death and human suffering than any or maybe all wars in human history. We can easily see, with even the most rudimentary research, the possible incidence of vaccine damage is mind-bending and so far above the lies and platitudes fed to us by those we are conditioned to trust. Speak for yourself. I distrust them just by the very fact that they are who they are. That is almost inconceivable. Please understand that if the above statement less than one in a million were true, vaccines would be among the safest mechanisms on this planet. But all data points blatantly to exactly the opposite. When all is said and done, we the people, more every day, are becoming painfully aware of the frequency and magnitude of vaccine damage, and we are horrified and angry. So how is this medical experimentation? With the many proven side effects and no long-term efficacy or harm study on vaccines or multiple-dose vaccines, many accomplished or even com or, uh, ever accomplished or even, com even commissioned uh, by the CDC that uh, we are made aware of in, this, in, the, in a century of use in the USA. Try to find just one study. They can have no scientific or factual claim uh, uh, to being an effective or safe mechanism. Thus, by default, how can this be uh, considered or categorized as anything more than a medical experimentation? Right down to the point where the Supreme Court has said that vaccines are necessarily dangerous. Please watch as Dr. Russell Blaylock connects the vaccine industry today with violations of the Nuremberg Code. Let's see. We only got about six minutes. Let's see how long this is. Oh, 27. Sorry, but we won't be able to watch that one today. <laughs> anyway, the Nuremberg trials where 23 defendants, all medical doctors, were accused of having been involved in the horrors of Nazi human experimentation, uh, procedures, and exposures, without the consent of those experimented on. Yeah, they were all prisoners. The trial lasted eight months from December 9, 1946 to 20, August 20, 1947. Of the 23 defendants, five were acquitted and sent to the United States, I would bet, under a project paperclip. Seven received death sentences, and the remaining received prison sentences ranging from 10 years to life. Those sentenced to death were hanged on June 2, 1948 in Landsberg Prison, Bavaria. What resulted from this was the 10 points of the Nuremberg Code. Of these 10 points, the following are the most germane to this discussion, those being Nuremberg Code point number one. The involuntary consent of the human subject is absolutely, or excuse me, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice, without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him or her to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This latter element requires that be before the acceptance of the affirmative decision by the experimental subject, there should be made known to him the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it will, is to be executed, all inconveniences and hazards reasonable to be expected, and the effects uh, upon his health or person, which may possibly come from the participation in the experiment, the duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is personal, a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. So everybody involved in the experiment has to know that this person was able to consent. They have good, clear knowledge, and they made an informed decision based on proper information and had the capacity to make that decision. <coughs> and if one person thinks otherwise, then they should not be taking part in it. Point number five. No experiment uh, should be con conducted where there is prior 
reason to believe that death or disabling, disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. <laughs> How often does that happen? You know, ask your doctor to take the vaccine in front of you. <clears throat> Give it to themselves. They ain't going to do it. Proper preparation should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. Number nine, during the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where continuation of the experiment seems to him to be impossible. And number ten, during the course of the experiment, <coughs> the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe in the exercise of the good faith, um, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death of the experimental subject. Boy, oh boy. That is definitely something to deal with when you're talking about vaccines. So anyway, that's basically the end of that article, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, more on bad health. Yep, I guess that's the end of it. Kind of ended sort of abruptly. But uh, bottom line, <clears throat> you know, at the end of World War II, because of what happened during the war in those Nazi camps, they came up with the Nuremberg Code. And it's pretty obvious, to me anyway, that what's going on here is um, a definite violation, you know, even, and not just in the areas like in California where they're trying to make it mandatory, but when someone is, uh, you know, you just take a baby to a doctor for a checkup, and the doctor browbeats you into either taking the vaccine or being fired as a patient. That's insane. It shouldn't be. And if anything, you can't fire me. You work for me. I'm firing you. That's what should be taking place. People need to realize they should never be taking their children to MDs for anything unless they fell out of a tree and broke an arm or something. But when it comes to the stuff that people take babies to doctors for, it's, it's, it's craziness. And I would highly recommend against it. Find another way. Find a naturopath or a holistic person. And we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, and I'm going to put a few more articles up on Facebook after the show's over. There's one, RFK Jr. wins a case against the U.S. government for vaccine safety violations. Hmm, we may look at that one tomorrow. Um, stage four, no more. Going vegan and stopping chemo resulted in one man becoming cancer-free. You know, but at what cost? Vegan lifestyle is not healthy, period. Been proven time and time again. And... You could do the same thing without going vegan just by getting rid of the crappy foods that are in our diet. And, you know, chemo is absolutely worthless. Anybody that takes chemo really needs to do some research. And that's another thing, another area where there's no informed consent. They never tell you that, you know, every single person that's ever told to be undergo chemo should be given a copy of the um, study released by the uh, Journal of Clinical Oncology in 2004 that said for adult onset cancer, chemotherapy and the survival rate of five years, uh, chemotherapy is 97% ineffective with a plus or minus margin of error of 3%. So pretty much 100% ineffective. And the only reason we're asking you to undergo it is because we make a lot of money from it. So that's the insanity that we're dealing with here. But um, what can I say? We're, uh, we're out of time today, and we are, you know, the music should be starting here any second. Yep, there it is. So anyway, um, you know, think twice. Do your own research before you let a doctor talk you into a vaccine of any kind, for either yourself or a child. And until, the, you know, we get back together, just remember to take care of yourself because your body is the only place you have to live. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless you.